sla die paard op Groot FM 90.5 Dire Straits came out of nowhere when the debut album was released in 1978. They had formed only one year before and hadn't geeked much before they recorded a demo tape that caught the attention of record company executives. There were immediate hits, especially with the rock radio, which embraced a clean guitar-based sound. Frontman Mark Knopfler led them to the top of the charts in 1985 with Brothers in Arms, one of the decade's biggest sellers. They made only one more album after that before calling it quits in 1995. With more than 120 million albums sold worldwide, Dire Straits has taken the world by storm with their very unique sound and combinations of instruments. Now, Dire Straits members Chris Whitten on drums, Chris White, Dire Straits saxophone, and with the new vocals, Terence Rage, the Dire Straits experience is in South Africa for one night only on Tuesday evening at half past seven at the San Marino Times Square. And here in the studio this afternoon to tell us a little bit more, please welcome Chris Whitten, Chris White, and Terence Rage. Oh my Rage. goodness. I cannot believe this. They are in studio. Yes. How you doing? Hello. I, I'm just trying to pinch myself, having these legends in studio with me at the moment. <laughs> oh my goodness, how's, how's the guys doing? Great. We're good, yes, good yes. thank you. Yes, good you to be will. here. Welcome no, to yeah. South Africa. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an enormous surprise. It really is a surprise. It, uh, a lot of luck went into it and uh, Andy Mack here did an awful lot to get us here as well. So. Wow. When did you guys arrive? Uh, yesterday, about, yesterday. Uh, about, a, yeah, about 24 hours ago, I think. Right. Okay. Have you had time, have you, have you time, to, time to tour around, look around? No. No, we've been busy doing these things, but it's, it's great to be. It's a sunny day, so yeah, uh, very happy. Yeah. And enjoying South Africa in, in general? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been treated unbelievably well. Yes. And uh, our crew have spent most of the time in the swimming pool as we could see them in our windows <laughs> of the hotel. But you guys just recently came from Israel, is that right? I think it was about two weeks or three weeks ago that you mm, yeah. did yeah. some did, in Israel. We, and we did three shows in Israel, yeah, yeah which were, were great. I think that was our third or fourth time, time there. Yeah. 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 Took a little bit of time off and now you're back in South Africa. And from now on, uh, for the rest of the year, it's quite busy for you guys as well. Yeah. Yep. It yeah. is, yeah. 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 We're full yeah. on until uh, the start of December, uh, when we're definitely not full on. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're going to be taking a break weekly, uh, and then we'll, back, we'll, be, we'll be back just now. And I'm going to say, with the Dying Straits experience, there are so many things that I can't wait for you to wait. I think it's unbelievable. I'm really freaking out at this moment in time with these ladies with me in the studio. Where are you still as Ak? So we're going to be talking about that, the Dying Straits experience, and I can't get this. There's no more cards available. There's very little tickets available, so you need to get those tickets ASAP. I'll give Give you the details right after this. Slutty Pad. experience. Chris White, Chris Witten, and also Terence Rage. Did I say that it was Rage, eh? Rage, yeah. Rage, yeah. Yeah, you did. Actually, because I, when I first saw it, I wanted to say Reese, but then I, uh, I heard it. It's yeah. spelled sort of Reese. R E I S. Yeah, it's Portuguese. So it just means kings. Yeah, it's just a word, yeah. How yeah. cool is that? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. I've got the pronunciations at least. I've got that right for today. But uh, anyway, listen. Let's get to the because Chris, I want to ask you about uh-huh. the um, original Live Aid show. We have to get to that because I, I mean, I, I think that must have been incredible for you guys. It, we, it was an amazing day. Yes. An amazing event to uh, to be involved with. We, I was, um, we, we were on tour. Dark Straits were on tour. It was uh, the Brothers in Arms tour. Yes. I don't know. We were maybe about halfway through. And actually, that that week, I mean, that was July the 13th, 1985, yes. And uh, that that week, we were in the middle of a run of 13 shows in Wembley Arena, which is kind of across the car park from the stadium. So for us, it was one day we went in early and we went to the stadium instead and and did this this amazing thing, uh, which was amazing. And we were on just before Queen, as people know now because of the movie. Yes, yeah. and then, and then we went back across the car park to the arena and started to our own show that night. And as people finished uh, at Live Aid, they were coming across, so we had tons of really famous guests up with us that night, which was very, very crazy. Yeah. But uh, but you've also worked with a, a lot of huge names. I mean, I think one of the guys that probably stood out the, stands out the most is uh, Paul McCartney, if I'm correct. Is that yeah, one of the guys? I've, that's... I've worked with Paul. Uh, worked, yeah. uh, I, I worked with Paul before. I worked with Dire Straits uh, on a movie he was making. Actually, Chris, Chris Whitten there. Um, I've all worked with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a long time I as have. Paul's drummer. Uh, so um, yeah, I toured with Paul. My album, a couple of albums I toured. Chris had done the film before that. And then Chris played on the same album that I played on. Yeah, that was in the as well. Yes, that's amazing to say. Can you imagine if you can say, listen, I work with Paul. Well, just I can at least say. <laughs> you can say you interview guys straight, man. Come on. experience guys were you in the studio <laughs> with me. I mean, they, they start with that. That's also. I just got to tell you quickly that I yeah. was working with a little clubby band, not very successful. And I got home Friday evening at like 10 o'clock at night and hit the answer machine before the internet and all that. Hit the answer machine. Hello, it's Mandy from Paul McCartney's office. Can you give us a call back? What? The, but it was Friday at 10 o'clock and I had to wait until Monday. So it was oh. a Nightmare. What a killer. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. I mean, I would just sleep myself. Yeah, do, no. do something to get myself to sleep right through that time. Yeah, That's amazing. The biggest moment for each of you guys, I mean, you've had such a long career now and such an amazing career, toured the world, that have done pretty much everything. But what would you say is your one biggest moment in your music career? I can start there. Okay, me. Oh, well, I mean, it had to be the McCartney stuff, really, because he hadn't toured for 10 years and we and it was the first time he played a lot of the Beatles songs. And when we played in L.A., Stevie Wonder was there, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it was it was just incredible. And then like a year and a half later, I was on tour with Dire Straits and John Ilsey came up to me after one of the shows and said, uh, are you nervous about tonight? And, and I... <laughs> I was just being genuinely friendly and said, oh, maybe I should be nervous about tonight. And then I thought afterwards, hang on a minute, I was playing to 80,000 people (laughs) in the same town a few months ago. So, go on, Chris, you say what your favourite was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Live Aid was really uh, a big point. And there was also, there was a a concert for Nelson Mandela in in the UK in 88, which Dar Straits was involved in. That That was a big moment too. Wow. And the other, uh, the other, the other big one for me was I did a night. I got a call to go to Paris and play with Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. So I played with Ray Charles wow. his band oh, for amazing. one night in uh, in the yes. basement of the Louvre. How crazy <laughs> is that? You like you do? Yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. Terence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm just such a late bloomer in terms of doing this kind of stuff. I've, I've always played music, but um, for me. 
I think, I think what we're doing now is probably beyond anything I could ever have imagined. I thought I'd be perfectly happy playing in little pubs and stuff, and then one day a phone rang and said, um, "Hello, I'm Alan Clark from Dire Straits, and we're doing a charity show in London. Mark doesn't want to do it. You fancy sitting in?" And I, what? And I put the phone down and I said, "Yeah, I thought this it was must a, be a joke." So it could be. A oh, I did. I thought it was a joke. And he phoned back again, and I looked at the number, and I saw it was from England. Then I sort of heard the Geordie accent from Newcastle, where he's from. <laughs> Yeah. I said, are you being serious? He said, yes, you can phone me back on this number if you want and, and it'll be me. And So we spoke about it a bit and I said, well, what is it you want me to do? And <laughs> Alan has the capacity to simplify things to a degree which are almost impractical. And he just said, well, you know, come along and let's, um, think about it and, um, and then just demo, record yourself playing a couple of Die Straits songs on an acoustic guitar. Wow, and uh, and uh, and I mean yeah. the, the the actual playing style. How, how did uh, did you catch on to that quite quickly? Well, 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 I was quite fortunate in so much. There's a lot of things I'm looking backwards for serendipity because where I grew up, I saw these African street finger pickers, yes. and I grew up in a time when the folk rock was a lot of acoustic playing. Yeah, and I was sort of fascinated with it. So there was a basis to it. But there was still a lot of work I had to do, you know. And I remember during my life, people say, oh, you can get that sound. But there was just the finger playing, really. Yeah. But once the opportunity came, you realize how much you don't play like something. Yes, because yeah. Because then you start to fine-tune it. You know? Wow. There's a lot of work, yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of questions for you as well, because, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of roots in, in Africa and mm-hmm. South Africa as well. I, I am African, to that. yeah. And especially the band. I think so many people would like to know about some of the other band members that is also from local, uh, from from Plastica yeah. Dorpswerk. Uh, yeah. We're going to get to that in a little bit of, uh, in just a while for, uh, after this. And we also need to chat about the show of tomorrow night. We'll also give away the details of uh, how to get those tickets there's only a limited amount of tickets left so if you want to go see the dire straits experience tomorrow night at the sun arena times square stay tuned chris you just said now a lot of the guys listening to this in our age group we're probably not even born with these songs uh, made it big time. We just yeah, heard it from our parents. I mean, that's where we heard the songs. Was not, yeah, was we, the we grew up with it, but we and weren't even... People come up to you in the show and, and say, oh, I love Dire Straits. And you go, thanks very much. They say, yeah, it was my dad's favourite band. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're slightly old. But, but do you get a lot of younger folks coming to the shows now? Younger yeah. generation? Uh, unbelievably, uh, unbelievably, you would think it would be sort of, sort of kept into one kind of an age bracket. It's not yeah. the case at all. Wow. And Chris has said it a couple of times, you know, I think things like YouTube have a lot to do with it. There's no linear time on YouTube. You can go to somebody from the 40s to somebody from last year and they just play next to each other. Exactly. And, and it's, yeah. And so you get to see these things as they were and nothing ages. It yeah. seems current. Yeah. Yeah. Terence, I want to get to this as mm. well. I mean, you are very much familiar with the local surroundings. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. Where were you born and well, how long have you been well, in I, South Africa? I actually was born just across the border in northern Natal because my family was from Mozambique. My father was originally from Portugal and my mother was the British side and her family had been in Africa for a while. She was born in Mozambique as well. Right. Grand, her parents were. And at the time, I went across, she went, took me, went with me still in utero 
across the border to be born. So she was near her mum. Yeah. And so I was actually born there, but really Mozambique was home. And I lived there for the first 17 years of my life. And, wow. And then uh, we drifted around and lived in Malawi for a while. And I was went, eventually did uh, went to university here and started working as an actor. So I worked here for 15 years and then sort of burnt out like a lot of silly actors are and took a sabbatical and ended up in England. Right. And where I started playing music. Right. And put a band together and... You know. Played in pubs mostly, busking, stuff like that? Just, just no, I put a band together. We just did original music and... Because right. I, I didn't... I was sort of taking a, a break, yes, you know. Yeah. It, there, was, there was no plan, I promise you. It's not big or clever. I just... Look, literally took a break and that led to being spotted by Anna Clark. Um, How did that happen? Do you even know? Where did they spot you? Was it at a the, show? or what? It, it's, it's such a long story. I'm afraid I'm going to take up airtime that really can't right. be wasted. But the, yeah. the long and the short of it was that Alan had got this idea to do this show when this thing came in. And Alan's one of those people, you know, I think you see a mountain, go, oh, I'll climb that, hold my glasses, right. you know. It's a, <laughs> and um, he just stuck with it and Look, wanted to find somebody yeah. and um, via various links and all sorts of things it ended up because I think I was a, maybe because I was finger picking guitar player or something or somebody heard yes. something and and they found the clip and he didn't see it he, he doesn't even know it, but it would have been original music yeah. and he just heard the, the, sing, the, the singing and he went that, that's the voice we need Wow. and at the time I wasn't booked to play at all because Phil Palmer was involved and Yes. And at the time, I think even Jack Sonny was part of the, that lineup. So they weren't looking for a guitar player at all. Um, it's only when he asked me, can you play and, and can you put something down? And I just played acoustic guitar. And, and then when I went over we, for some pre-rehearsals, it was myself, Steve Ferroni and Alan and another keyboard player. Right. And, um, and uh, Phil Palmer was there and we were playing and Alan said, I, I don't know what provoked it he just said i'd like to give you a, you to give a try at playing some of these songs and i went I, that's that's not that i i haven't played anything except original music for 10 years you know and he said meh <laughs> you know we got three months off because i was going to go back he said give it a crack and he simplified he said look we were doing a very short show i think they're only going to be doing nine numbers and i only had to learn about six or seven because right and I thought, I'll give it a crack. Yeah. And when, by the time we came back, I just about killed myself, you know, yeah, with yeah. tutorials and headphones, listening to bootlegs <laughs> wow. and stuff. And that was the other thing. He said, don't copy the records, yeah. just play the song, Yeah. which took me a while to get around. But I'm yeah. really glad he did because that was a very good way in. Yeah. So, so Chris, let's get around to how it all started, the, the Dice Trace experience. How did you decide to do that again? Uh, how did that kick off? Well, the whole thing started with, a, with this uh, offer of a, or request to do a charity event at the Albert Hall in London, which right. is what Terence has just been talking about. That's yeah. how he, he became involved. Um, so the whole thing came together for just one show, and it was just going to be one show. Thank you very much. Good night. Um, that went amazingly well the thing sold out and then the next day there were requests for you know we could you guys come and do some more so that rolled on for a while um in the form of a band called the straits which then uh, various people needed to go off and do other things yeah um and terence and i were approached by a promoter in australia a guy called phil bathos who said i'd really like you guys to come down and and do some stuff down here can you um uh, is the band still in, intact which it wasn't so yes. we had three weeks to put a band together and get down to australia 
and do a tour of, I don't know, eight shows or something. It's crazy. So we did. Wow. And we thought it'd be like a, a little full stop on it. Yeah. And he gave us the name. The show was going to be called The Dire Straits Experience. And he said, we can call it that. And he said, and one of the incentives was, because initially, quite rightly, Chris said to him, you know, it's an awful lot of work yeah. just to play. You would have and the, the cost of getting musicians together and hiring them. And he said, I'll give you the, the name. You can, so if it works and you ever, if, if you ever want to do it again, you, you own that. Yeah. So that was part payment. And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And amazingly, the offers eventually started to come. And no, it just, and it's, uh, it's snowballed ever since, and here we are. It's now very strange. Yeah, we just heard today that we have some shows in 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 France. France has gone crazy. Yes, yeah, I saw actually year. the dates. Yeah, man. Well, we just uh, so the the French Rolling Stone magazine has wow. announced our next tour, which is kind wow. of a real which is v- vote of confidence surprise. or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. but, so that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. But it's it's yeah. it is in a way an old-fashioned notion it's you know I, I hope i'm not being overly simplistic about it in that it's kind of fan funded there's no record company that this this works because enough people buy tickets yes to see it otherwise we yeah that's how that's what pays for the band is exactly, people yeah. buying tickets sure. it's not a vanity project at all mm. well we'll get around to uh, describing a little bit more and getting uh-huh. into the detail and what the people can expect from tomorrow night and there's very little tickets available the details will be available right after this <laughs> If you've just tuned in, oh my goodness, the Dire Straits experience, there guys are here, Chris White, Chris Witten and Terence Rage. Man, I'm excited for tomorrow evening, guys, I can't wait for it. Uh, what can people expect from the show, the people that's going tomorrow night? Um, uh, people can yeah. expect um, things they're expecting to hear, I think. There's, yeah. There are some things you always have to play if you're playing some Dire Straits stuff. So yeah. things like Telegraph Road, Private Investigations, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, oh, what else? Um, well, Chris, Walk of Life. Chris oh, and I remember yeah. what it felt like to be on stage with the actual Dire Straits. So we try and make it feel the same. So even though it's 30 years later, we still play as hard and as loud as we wow. can and fast. So it's a real energy show trying to recreate... Not not do something that's like thirty years later. Try and make it like it's in the time yeah. the original yeah. tour was. Yeah, is it still exciting for you guys to do the song so many years, show after show, still having fun playing the same songs over and over? Absolutely, and one of the features for me of playing with 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 Dire Straits and Mark in particular was that it wasn't the same every night. Yeah. You play the same songs, but they didn't right. do the same thing every night. Right. Mark would go a different way, so I'd follow him. We'd do different things. Playing with Terence, the great thing is he can do that. So yeah. that's what happens every night. Things things change. Things are different, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons it's still rolling on. It's kept it fresh and alive. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's nice that this spontaneity, where little things happen, and you, it it is a sort of music that requires a lot of listening. It's yeah. it's it's kind of got roots in in folk, where it's not like rock, where everything's in lanes. It sort of plays through things, and yeah. things work against it. So it's quite um, theatrical. Wow. So that that keeps you on your toes a lot. Yeah. You yeah. can't really. To use the old expression, dial it in. You've got to, you've got to be there. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about the band. I mean, there's a lot of experience in the band as well. It's a huge experience. Huge. Well, it's great to have Chris, Chris yeah. Witten back yeah. with us. Uh, Actually, I think you were going to ask us about the bass player. I think mm-hmm. you yeah. haven't mentioned yes. Yo-Yo yet. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was just going to do that. <laughs> oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great to have. Uh, so we have Terence, who's yes. uh, Mozambique and, and South Africa. We have Yo-Yo Bass, who's uh, another South African player who's cool recently that? come in and he's killing it actually yeah really, really good really great really yeah. nice player 
and uh, some uh, an old friend of mine from from the UK, Danny Sugar, who's a phenomenal keyboard player and a producer in his own right. It's uh, it's a really really stunning. I would stand up anywhere in the world with this band in any musical company. Wow, absolutely yeah. with no reservation. Sure, that's going to yeah. be crazy. I cannot wait to see the guys live tomorrow night. So, krijg daar kaartjies so gauw as moendlik, mense. Want ons letterlijk net a paar, there's only limited amount of tickets available. We said earlier, only the tickets, well, the 195 rand tickets, there's only a few hundred that's left to get sold. Dit vind plaas by die Times Square, Sun Arena Times Square, by Melin Main. So, krijg daar kaartjies by Compute Tickets. So, krijg so gauw as moendlik, mense. Dit gaan ongelooflik wees. Vir meer info, diastraitsexperience.com kan jy gaan loer een bykie daar, maar so wat ek vir jy sê, die kaartjies by Computeke, daar is letterlijk net een paar kaartjies oop, oor, die show begin om half acht, dis morgen aan, by die Sun Arena, by Times Square, so, dis die plek om te wees, en dis waar jy gaan kry, die Dying Straits Experience, jy kan gaan kyk ook die videos, alles is op, om so bykie meer te sien, dis alles daar op die webla, diestraitsexperience.com Sure, you guys, it's been a huge honor uh, to meeting you guys and having a good chat. And uh, like I said, I'll probably be the the, the guy that's going to shout the loudest. Just check out for me. I'll be there. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of reserved on the show today, but tomorrow it's a different right. thing. <laughs> so uh, really looking forward to seeing cool. you guys. Thank you so much for coming to South Africa. Enjoy the rest Thank of the you. tour that's coming up. Uh, yeah, you guys are off to France and so on. So enjoy the rest of that, but enjoy the show tomorrow. Thanks and very much. And also the rest of South Africa, what South Africa has to offer. Enjoy yeah, great. that. Great. Thank you. Well. Thanks, Thanks for Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. All right, so who comes to us? Why won't we end this show today? Well, this uh, interview with another Dice Straits. I, I actually asked earlier which songs the guys, the, the listeners, likes the most. And I must tell you, uh, um, uh, Salters of Swing was definitely uh-huh. one of the songs, and then Walk of Life was the two songs. So just the hashtag, by the way. I'm sure they're going to be played tomorrow night. No. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. All right, let's uh, end the show with Dice Straits, Salters of Swing. See you on Grote Film 9.5. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Sladdy Pad, Geesmeraat tussen 3 en 6 op Groot FM 90.5.